the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Taco Tuesday. Mm, yeah, Taco. But um, okay, that's munch, all. Munch, munch, munch. <laughs> there you are. We don't have any special sound effects. You're at least supposed to give me the munch, munch. I'm not sure somebody is. Really... You give me a taco, and I'll give you a real sound effect. Okay, I'm not sure that somebody's officially back on duties after taking a long weekend. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight because we've got so much to get into. We have the disaster. That was the narcissist in chief's trip to Miami today to cover with you guys. We got Jenny Beth Martin from Tea Party Patriots back with us to talk about what you need to do to finally get rid of the narcissist, crooked, crap weasel in chief. She's going to be here at the bottom half of the hour. We've got uh, breaking news tonight to share with you guys. It actually broke earlier today. And it's uh, so many people are talking today about obviously Biden's disastrous trip to Maui today and 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 his despicable behavior that uh, that it, it it could be why nobody is talking about how the Republican National Committee caught rigging the primary or is it just that um you know the people don't the legacy media in particularly in the Republican party nobody wants you to know the truth about how the Republican party specifically right now while Donald Trump and 18 other co-defendants are having to show up this week in, in Georgia, there's nobody who really wants you to know that not only are elections rigged, but the Republican Party is actually in the process of trying to rig the primary right now. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a moment. Before I go any further, I got to bring in this man. He's back. He took Friday and Monday off. To, th- thought he was going to, you know, skip off and have a good time without me. But you know what? He had to come back and face the music. And that means being back in the studio with me tonight. I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Didn't face any music because I had a great time. Wish you were there, but, you know, I still had a great time anyway. Well, I'm glad you had a great uh, few days off. It's super, super important uh, to do that, to take some time off. If you've got... Recharge those batteries. You gotta recharge them. You gotta recharge them. In fact, I've got an announcement to share with you guys a little bit later. Stay tuned for that. But I was torn between... I told Skins before the show, I was torn between whether or not to lead with the despicable story of Hawaii and what's going on over there with Joe Biden or the breaking news today about how the Republican National Committee is rigging or trying to rig that it actually is in the process of rigging the primary. There's no other way to describe it. And Skins and I both felt like since nobody else was talking about it tonight, 
really in the cons- in, in the legacy media in conservative media i feel like it's too important of a story for us to bury so larry elder was on the show on friday fresh off of trending on x the artist formerly known as twitter I don't I I have I feel like I have to say that by the way I'm not being clever because I think that was the dumbest thing that brand expert Elon Musk could do but to t- people still call it Twitter and then you could but if you do call it X nobody knows what the heck you're talking about but anyway so uh I Larry was tr- trending on Twitter on Friday because of his takedown of Charlemagne the God and when he was on my show that night he you know put out his final plea as well as he did on other shows, saying, I'm only 3,000 short of making the debate. And because you need to have, have, there's a few qualifications, uh, uh, 40,000 people. He was 3,000 short, 40,000 small donors. You've got to have 20,000 donors, I think, across X number of states. You He had to be at, at least 1% in three national polls, or you could be X percent in a few regional polls. I mean, really arbitrary, completely arbitrary qualifications. The only thing that he was really missing Friday night was he was 3,000 short of the small donors. And then, and, and he had, so I got it, I got a message from, from Larry, I think it was Sunday that he, or yesterday, I don't remember that he had made the 3000 and he looked like he was good. He had gotten the 3000. So he met the 40,000 qualification and and it looked like he was going to get the third and final poll, national poll showing him at 1%. And I responded to him, huzzah, super excited for you. And then sure enough, he met all the requirements. He had three national polls. He had the right number of donors. Then the Republican Party came back to him. And the people in charge of the debate are Dave Bossie from Citizens United. Don't ask me why Dave Bossie is is controlling the debates and the criteria. I didn't vote for Dave Bossie. I don't know why he gets to decide as a Republican who I get to see on the stage, Ronna McDaniel and the Republican Party, they came back and told Larry that the third poll that he was using was a Rasmussen poll. And even though the Republican Party has been quoting Rasmussen and tweeting Rasmussen, that Rasmussen was tied to Trump and therefore it didn't count as a poll. Excuse me? When you put out your qualifications, you said three national polls. You didn't say which ones. You didn't say Rasmussen. And since when was Rasmussen a Trump outfit? Rasmussen was probably one of the only accurate polling outfits back in 2016 that said that Trump had a chance to win. So that means that it's a Trump outfit. But then Larry's like, well, hold up. Okay, I've got another one. Now, I didn't get this other one in time by your deadline. The poll came out and the the poll results were in before your deadline, but I've got a fourth now. They still told him no. You got to ask yourself why. You got to ask yourself right now if Brian Maloney wasn't correct when he was on my show last night and he said, Rodham McDaniel is working to cost the Republican Party elections at this point. They are certainly working like they always did in the past to try to control who we were going to have as our candidates. They shoved Mitt Romney on us in 2012. They shoved John McCain on us in 2008. George W. Bush was a phony. His compassionate conservatism was a lie. He's a liberal who called himself a Republican. Same thing with his with his dad. 
Herbert Walker Bush, 41, Mr. New World Order, right? Here, the Republican Party. And you know what? They didn't think that they were going to be able to, they didn't think Larry Elder could ever get close to getting the 40,000 donors. And you know, you know what put him through? His number one qualification was how he destroyed Charlemagne the God in that debate. They don't want Larry Elder on the stage because he is just as much a threat to the establishment in the Uniparty as Donald J. Trump is. That's why they trotted out Trump's name. And since when? So because some outfit is allegedly, and Rasmussen came back, by the way, and said, we're not, we're, we, we're not a Trump polling outfit. Scott Rasmussen has been around how many years? That's absolutely outrageous for them to attack him. And, and by the way, the poll is accurate. Even if Trump did it, it's not as though, it's not as though the poll, the poll was, was false. It's not as though the poll, the, the poll came back with Lariat like 70%. I'm going to quickly go to the phones. Looks like our girl, Dr. Tony, who's a regular caller, is on the line. She wants to weigh in on this elder situation. Hey, Dr. Tony, welcome back to the hey. show. Hey, I just had to chime in on this because I saw earlier in the day because I follow Larry on Instagram and he had mentioned what had happened. And so I was so upset about this because I really wanted him to be on stage at the debate. And so I called my local Republican Party here here in town and I just I called the guy and some guy answered the phone, didn't know who he was. And I said, you know what? I said, why is this happening? I said, he met his numbers and you're not allowing him to um, to participate in the debate. And I said, and, he, and the guy, he, he said, he goes, well, I guess, he goes, and something about him knowing more than me. And I said, what? And, and then he hung up on me. Wow. And so I called somebody else I knew at the Republican Party because I ran, I ran for an office here in town. And I told them, I said, hey, you know what? I said, I just called this number right now. I said, I have two numbers for the party office here in town. And I said, this is what the guy said to me. I said, he was really snarky and very rude to me. And I said, you want to know something? I said, I, I separated from the party when Rona McDaniel took over. I said, because she's doing a crummy job. She's a rhino. And I even posted it on Instagram. And I said, to not let Larry go on that stage after he met his numbers and got the donors he needs, I said, that's really wrong. Yeah. And I said, I, I am no longer a Republican, and I'm not ashamed to say that anymore because I'm really ticked off about this and what the Republican Party has done to its uh, constituents. They have failed them. The, the, absolutely. There is no other way to characterize this than rigging the election by intentionally trying to stop Larry Elder from getting a message out yep. that is a yep. pro-conservative America first message. And one of the reasons why they want to stop him is because he is so qualified. There is nobody. Oh, yep. And let me tell you, I'm still I'm still Trump. But uh, but I and I've told Larry that when he's been on my show, I'm still Trump. Mm-hmm. But I actually want Larry for VP. And I want <laughs> it, it, it. And if they're not going to rally around Trump and they're going to flood the stage Wednesday night with the debate, then everybody who wants to run for president as, as a Republican has a right to be heard. And we have a right to hear him, Dr. Tony. How who who does Dave Bossie think he is 
I, Dave, and I will tell you something. Dave Bossy was really good to me many years ago. I was working on a Republican uh, documentary, and I flew back to D.C., and he brought me into his office, and Newt Gingrich was there, and he could not have been. I have been a fan of Dave Bossy for many, many years, but Dave Bossy has gone full-on establishment uniparty enemy to me at this point, and I resent it because if you listen to that interview when he was on, Larry was on The Breakfast Club, his resume and his ability to articulate a message that is so needed in this country yeah. as to what's truly ailing the African-American community, he has that alone qualifies him to be on that stage. And Americans have a right to hear him. And if you're an African-American listening to me and, and as an African-American, you should be really upset, too, that they're trying to stop Larry Elder from being on the stage. Dr. Tony, got to leave it there. Love you, because I got to quickly go to... Um, uh, well, we're going to take a break, uh, and then we come back. We've got Ben who's holding on the line. He wants to weigh in on the elder situation as well. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K., bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I wasn't expecting. I'm pleased to, to get the response I am from you callers uh, on this issue with the GOP rigging the debate. Uh, we're going to go to the phones. And thank you guys for holding. I appreciate it. Please uh, stay on the line and hold. Uh, ben, you're first up from San Diego. Your thoughts on this Larry Elder GOP situation? Hey, Andrea. Yeah, so I think in general, it's, uh, well, just generally speaking, I think it's disgusting how they're treating Larry. You know, I was excited last year during the uh, recall effort to have uh, put his name in for governor. Unfortunately, didn't get that far. But uh, I, but that's just my general opinion. I think overall, conservatives have an abusive relationship with the Republican Party. And I think this is probably the last cycle we should give them our uh, registration, uh, you know, our, our official registration. That gives them power over us. That gives them strength. So I think we they treat us like peasants because mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're the uniparty. So I think uh, conservatives should just embrace that like we embrace deplorable. And we should maybe found the American Peasants Party because that's who they think we are. So if they want that, they're going to get it. Uh, maybe, we're, maybe we're approaching the French Revolution kind of peasants. I don't know. I don't advocate for that. But if they keep treating us like that, then maybe that's what they're expecting. So American Peasants Party, that's what I'm calling for. Well, so. <laughs> it's hard to argue with you, Ben. Um, we're, we're clearly being abused when, I mean, they're flat out rigging the election with yep. their with their arbitrary qualifications. And then when somebody who is a really powerful voice meets the qualifications, they still tell him no. And they tell him no under a lie. Rasmussen has responded and said that they did not, they are not affiliated with the Trump campaign. They were not asked by Trump to do a poll. The poll that Larry cited had nothing it all to do with Trump, and yet he is still being told no. That is absolutely outrageous. And they're great people within the Republican Party, but not at the leadership, uh, nope. not at the leadership level. And you know, I started advocating for a third party option years ago, and I was told, "Oh no, that's a mistake." Well, continuing to vote for people that are kicking you in the teeth is a mistake as well. Ben, thanks, absolutely. thanks for calling. Um, it looks like this is. Not just Rick from El Cajon, but this is the the Rick. Rick from El Cajon is on the line. Hello, my dear friend Rick. Good evening, Miss Andrea. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. So Good. I want to thank you before I I mention mm-hmm. what I'm calling in about. I want to mm-hmm. thank you and all of the staff at uh, 
at uh, 1170 for that wonderful town hall that we had. That was absolutely superb. And all of those people that raised their hands for Trump, that's the, the mo- that, that's the momentum of this nation. And they just don't know it yet. Mm, agreed. Absolutely. Uh, I, Go ahead. I, I, fir- I first voted Republican in 1961. And I'm going to stay Republican until the primary is over and I'm going independent. I don't want any more to do with the Republican Party. They're a bunch of thieves and snakes. And and it, it's just heartbreaking for me to have to say that. Well, I agree with you because it's 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 like finally admitting that a family member of yours is, you know, been stealing from you or in be- or finding out that a family member is working for you has been embezzling from your business or, you know, you're in a marriage or a long-term relationship and you find out the person's been cheating on you and running around behind your back. You know, th- there's th- to see today with everything going on in this country that the Republican Party, where where have they been, by the way? Joe Biden goes over to Maui and lies about a fire. And, and in his and, kitchen. And is a, a kitchen fire, pretends it was from, from lightning striking, and, and spits in the faces of these Maui citizens whose children were incinerated and talking about how he almost lost his Cadillac. The Republican Party is silent. They are so no. in the tank with the worst of the worst, the Biden crime family. This is a dude that should have already been perp-walked. And instead, the Republican Party is funding the special counsel. They're funding the FBI. They're all in with the DOJ attacks and indictments of President Trump. And they're working to rig an election. They're rigging. They're literally rigging the primary by denying Larry Elder. And I'm not going to be silent about it because I've got good friends in the Republican Party. They are now my enemy at this point. There I said it. Thank you, Larry. We Rick. Sorry, Rick. Thank you, Rick from Alcohol. We love you. I love you. Thanks for calling in. I'm going to have a sip of my coffee where I put a little vanilla latte powder in it so I can calm down. I need to take a little sip. I take a sip of coffee and you decide to promote yourself. Well, you, you got to do something with the, with the airtime on the show. Yeah. I no, mean, I mean, it's stuff like that. It, it, it's so angering because, you know, we we have supported the, you know, the Republican Party, Andrea, for, I mean, such a long time. And you want them to be viable and successful. Yeah. And what they, they do, they do. They stab you in the back. We've got we should have already impeached Joe Biden, already impeached Mayorkas. We should have already impeached A.G. Merrick Garland. There hasn't even been attempts. No, nothing. There's not even the Republican Party on mass. Giving Joe Biden the crap he deserves for what he did over in Maui, for what he's done. You know, uh, there's 800 people still missing and he's over there talking about he almost lost his Corvette and he makes a joke about that and how he almost lost his cat as people. People's children were sent home from school, many of which died while being literally burnt alive. And that's what he's over there doing. And then to make matters even worse, the defense from certain certain people. I was going to play the clip of him talking. Should we play the clip of Biden or just play people? No, I think it puts perspective. 
perspective in it. I think people need to hear it. All right, clip eight. I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond, and hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, (laughs) and my cat. What an absolute creep. You know who's only, the only thing worse than that is the clumps of human waste that would defend him, that are claiming that Joe Biden was praying when he was asleep, when he was asleep at a meeting. Here's what uh, um, one person, some Jim Messina said, literally trying to defend him. I can't even believe this dude said this. Clip seven. I think his empathy, his stories, his way he connects with voters are why he won the 2020 presidential election. It's why he's going to win again next time. He he has empathy and a connection with voters that press and D.C. pundits like me don't fully give him enough credit for. And I think this kind of thing is the way your neighbor would talk to you. And it's why people like him. If a neighbor ever came over to me after my child was burnt to death in a fire that, and then on top of it could have been prevented but some cuckoo worships water didn't put the water out and the fire department left and somebody came up to me talking about how he almost lost his Corvette I'd slap him across his face that's not empathy it's narcissism where's the Republican Party speaking out against this today Instead, they're working on rigging the primary election to try to stop MAGA first, MAGA America first candidates, because that's what Larry Elder is. Oh, but he's running against Trump. He's running on an America first agenda, which means, as I have been saying over and over, MAGA is about Trump. MAGA is a movement. It's not about a man. Wise up, DeSantis, and wise up, Jenna Ellis. See, Jenna Ellis, the reason why, and Jenna Ellis tweeted out yesterday, MAGA Inc. won't pay for my defense. Well, let me see. How do I say this? Let me give you you an example. Uh, Let me respond to Jenna Jenna like this. Um, When Ron DeSantis came out and mocked the Alvin Bragg indictment, I wouldn't know about paying for a porn lawyer. I said to the DeSantis team, that was a despicable response. And I heard back from the D team, well, why should he defend Trump? Trump's been attacking him. And I said, because it's bigger than Trump. Well, now Jenna Ellis who's been attacking Trump, is saying this is bigger than Trump and Trump and MAGA should pay her legal bills. Sorry, it is bigger than Trump. And maybe you shouldn't be spitting on Trump and MAGA along the way. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Jenny Beth Martin from Tea Party Patriots about what we all need to do. Because we got to get active, especially after the way the, the Republican Party is treating us. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Super glad to have you guys along for the ride tonight. Don't forget about our podcast, which is usually up by about noon the next day. Have no fear if it's not, though, because our man Skins gets it up as soon as he can. Um, also, we have a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. I'd like to continue to hear from you guys on the shocking revelations today from our friend Larry Elder, who was just on the show Friday after his amazing takedown smackdown of Charlemagne the God. And how he met all the quality, arbitrary qualifications to be in the day, the, the debate only to be told, psych, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you didn't qualify and you're not allowed to take the stage. Quite the betrayal, uh, of him. So call our 24 hour hotline, 844-814-5227. You can also email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Joining me now, it's been a while since she's been on the phone, but you got on the, on the phone, on the show, um, but you guys love her and her work. It's Jenny Beth Martin, co-founder of Tea Party Patriots. Uh, if you follow her on Twitter, which is at Jenny Beth M, excuse me, X, the artist formerly known as Twitter, you will see that she says, was a Republican, now an American. Welcome back to the show, Jenny Beth Martin. Thank you so much for having me. Um, any quick thoughts you want to share on the Republican Party rigging the primary? I'm a proud Trump supporter, and I've told Larry that. But if we're not going to rally around one candidate, then certainly Larry Elder, since he met the qualifications, should be on the stage. And, you know, it's it's rigging for them to try to keep him off of it. If he met, I, I, I haven't heard all of the details on, on that, and I, I didn't hear his interview with you before before we just got started but if he met all of these qualifications he absolutely should be on the stage what are they afraid of he's a man with ideas right he's willing to step up and run for president and we we should be willing to listen to his ideas and have him have the opportunity to express those ideas absolutely and you know for them to bring the the t-word out that one of the polls that he used was associated with trump uh, that's really, I, I think, the crux of it is that he's an America first uh, candidate and his views are in line with Trump, even though he wants the job over Trump. And, um, you know, and, and speaking of Trump, uh, we, you know, we've got to talk and you're from Georgia. Um, uh, you know, I, I was I was railing against the Republican Party, not just for that, but the fact that the Republican Party has has done nothing to really push back and try to stop the tyranny that's that's stomping down on the neck of of Trump and 18 others in Georgia, as well as other states. What's the Tea Party Patriots? What is your position on and I know you're from Georgia on all of these indictments, particularly the one in your state? Well, I want to make a very clear um, distinction for your for your audience. The it is the National Republican Party who I think is not stepping up enough for right. for the electors in Georgia and Michigan, and very possibly we would need them. We'll need them to step up in Arizona and Wisconsin as well for those electors. Um, the there, but the state party in Georgia has stepped up and one of the people who was indicted was a state party chairman and he he not only was an elector in 2020 but he also was a co-plaintiff in the 
a Trump lawsuit. So he and President Trump filed the suit in Georgia. And I just think it's important to make that distinction because yes. the state party in Georgia definitely has, has stepped up. Absolutely, um, including uh, Colton Moore, who filed for a special session and then Kemp came back and said, you don't have enough people um, it, for a special session in order to investigate uh, DA Fannie Willis. Where does that stand? Yeah, he he does not have enough people who've signed on to his letter. It it requires a supermajority, so he would need that. And the the likelihood of him getting that with Democrats it, to sign on it, it it's not very high. Okay. With that said. I think it is important for all of the Republicans in the legislature and both the House and the Senate to sign on to the letter and and symbolically show that they are standing with their colleague, a seat senator who was indicted in this process, and that they are standing up for liberty and are not willing to let tyranny go unchecked. Mm-hmm. Now, the Democrats then can choose to allow, allow it to go unchecked, but why make it easy for them? Why, why make it easy for them by not stepping up and, and signing on to the letter? I also think that there is a very real possibility that Fannie Willis could be in, could have impeachment charges brought against her, whether she would actually go all the way through and be impeached in the state legislature. I I don't, I don't know, but I think that that is something that the legislature could also pursue. And I'd like to see them doing more. I think, I think that right now these indictments in Georgia and of president Trump and in other jurisdictions is making many people around the country very hesitant and it is having a chilling effect on free speech. And the indictment in Georgia, I think is not just an indictment against 19 people. It's an indictment against the first amendment. And we cannot allow that to stand. No, absolutely not. And, you know, as people are frustrated that Kevin McCarthy hasn't defunded Jack Smith, that he hasn't, you know, done it, you know, uh, supported impeachments at this point. Is there anything that we can do as patriots? Yeah, Yeah, there is. What we're asking people to do is to show up at your local congressional office on or before December 7th, I mean, not December, September 7th peacefully, lawfully, politely, respectfully, and let your your congressman know that you want to see an impeachment inquiry into President Biden and also that you support the House Freedom Caucus's efforts to cut back government spending when it comes to the weaponization of the Department of Justice, which would mean cutbacks the the budget for Jack Jack Smith and defunding Jack Smith, and they also the House Freedom Caucus is also calling for um, attaching the border security bill that they passed earlier this year in the House to the spending bill that will likely pass at the end of September, beginning of October. Now, what would that do? That bill is one of the best border security bills that that we have seen in in decades. It would actually secure the border. It would put E-Verify in place. It um, it would stop the inflow that is, is coming in to the country right now, assuming that the law is followed. The problem that we have right now at the border is that President Biden is not even obeying the law that is already in place. Right. So he's allowing people into the country with um, 
when he should not be, and they're going straight through yeah. the, the regular checkpoints. Yeah, but if we can at least get laws on the books, um, we got to talk quickly in the last couple minutes. I have you, uh, have you, and, and well, let me finish my thought. If we can at least get laws on the books, that that is that that will help, at, you know, uh, along the way, and particularly the the border states. Um, while I've got you two minutes left, we're already seeing the beginnings of COVID crackdowns, a la twenty twenty. Your thoughts. Do not comply. Just say no. We can't go back to that. Our our economy cannot handle it. And I don't think that our mental well-being can handle it. And we sure as heck cannot have kids not going to school again. I don't want the kids indoctrinated in school, but we can't have them sitting at home looking at screens all day long either. We just cannot allow that to happen in our country again. And the way to stop it is for people to stand up and say no to their elected officials and make sure that you... Um, express yourself on that. Do not, we just, we cannot do that again. Yeah, we abs- There's no need for it. There's no. no need for it. We didn't need it the first time and we sure just can't do that again. Do, do we need to rally, uh, do we need to rally the Republican controlled house to put legislation in place? Because should we as citizens be in a position to where we've got to push back against an employer or fight a security guard in a grocery store to be able to get groceries? Um, I haven't heard any of the any bills moving forward on that, so I need to check on on whether that is a possibility that can be tied into the spending bill. The fact is that the spending bills that will happen at the end of the fiscal year, September thirtieth, the first October first is the beginning of the next fiscal year. That's what funds government, mm-hmm. and that's where the rubber meets the road when it comes to passing legislation. So I should investigate that, Andrea. Well, thank you for being here tonight. Tell everybody where they can go. Is there a petition or something on your website that people can can sign for an impeachment inquiry? Yes, go to teapartypatriots.org, teapartypatriots.org, and we have directions to tell you exactly what to do to go visit your local congressional office. Jenny Beth Martin from Tea Party Patriots, thank you so much for all you do and have done for our freedoms. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. All right, and you guys stay tuned because we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break, but we will then be right back. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. You know, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. 800 people still missing in Maui. I think we can probably conclude at this point that they're they're gone and we're it's just a matter of trying to find the remains. Um <laughs> our borders wide open. You know, we you know, we got a crime wave. I mean, there's there's a, 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 somebody from or, from Oakland says that it's it's so bad up in Oakland, the, the crime wave uh, that a business owner, in Oakland, has compared the crime wave uh, to uh, Vietnam War. I mean, but but all there's a whole thousands and thousands of people on X tonight that are that are fighting it out over who's more of a hero mark hamill or ted nugent i mean really america (laughs) i guess we all need a release right we all need we all need to have something to distract us from 
You know, the fact that we've got five-year-olds being put on on puberty blockers, I don't know. Um, Personally, you know, if I'm going to choose between those two, I I say Ted Nugent is the hero because in including putting out a great album in the 70s with such hits as Cat Scratch Fever. That's because you're not a Star Wars fan. um, Well, but, but, you know, I, I, uh, well, I I think from... uh, an art and creativity standpoint. Oh, Mark Hamill is quite the uh, creativity standpoint. He's got such a voiceover career more, that most people don't realize. Well, let me let me finish my thought because to me, somebody who writes and produces and can play instruments like he did, voices. I've done voice work. I mean, to me, that's I. I. I for me, from from a subjective standpoint, and I'm not the biggest Ted Nugent fan, but it's it, you know, I, I versus somebody who's reading a script that was written by somebody else and directed by somebody else. Um, you know, when you look at the success of movies, I mean, it, it, it from an from an actor standpoint, you know, I don't think anybody would anybody alleges that any any acting that was done in Star Wars is on the level of, um, you know, Hanks playing Forrest Gump or it depends who you, you talk know, to. I, I, did he win an Academy Award for Best Actor? That doesn't mean actually much of anything, if you ask me. All right. I, I cannot believe that you actually think that Mark Hamill—he is a cultural is, icon. That doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean that from an, a talent I, and you a creative have a lot of ability standpoint. I mean, please, people, I, I, I want to hear from you because I've got Star Wars fanatics in my family that love the, the 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 movies, but don't think that from an acting standpoint that Carrie Fisher or anything that anybody did was on the level of Marlon Brando in The Godfather. I mean, you know, I think we need to put it in perspective. It's all, I mean, it, but I it's love, all subjective, Andrea. I love 16 Candles. It's one of my favorite movies. But as cute as Molly Ringwald was in it, as great as the actor who played Farmer Farmer Ted in it, it you know, uh, she wasn't Meryl Streep in Sophie's Choice. I mean, you know, there, there's a difference here. So for me... When I look at when I look at and and then you add in the political stuff, you know, Ted Nugent is, you know, um, is a thinker. He's a philosopher. He's smart. So, you know, versus, you know, that that's my take. 888-344-1170. Who wants to weigh in on the Mark Hamill versus Ted Nugent debate or just the debate on talent and ability? You know, I mean, I think that somebody who could put out an album like that and you're writing it, you're performing it, you're singing it, you're playing guitar and and, and, and it has that kind of success. I attribute so much of the success of Star Wars uh, to the writer and director. Who who directed it? Was that Lucas? Ah, uh, you don't even know. No. Yeah, it, it's George Lucas's baby. Yes. Yes, George Lucas. I think he's the genius in that equation. We saw him, I, I saw him and I told you this, I saw him out in Moab when he was out there working on another one. I mean, I think he's an absolute genius just because I don't like, you know, that's not my genre doesn't mean I can't appreciate, you know, something. So now, now Skins won't even look at me because I dared to say that I think Ted Nugent. No, you're not giving my opinion any valid, uh, validity. No, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I'm not giving it validity. I just don't agree with you. We can agree to disagree. You, you, you know, I, I, we can agree to disagree on that. I've got family members that are that are fanatical about Star Wars, 
Let me see. And don't get me wrong, I love Ted Nugent. He he's a te- he he is is quite the musician. Listen, even even me. Oh, really, sticks? Really, I get a text from you, DJ Carrot Sticks. There is a street in San Diego named after Mark Hamill. Just saying, very true. So, so there's probably a street somewhere named after Nugent. Find it. He's got a TV show, but that doesn't. I do, that doesn't matter to me. That doesn't. That's actually Thanks, different. Carrot Sticks. No, it's actually different from my point. My point is for me. From uh, there's a difference between being an icon. Charo was an icon, right? Charo that doesn't mean Charo can sing. That doesn't mean to me that her level of talent is on par with. I mean, Tori Spelling is an icon. Kim Kardashian is an icon and worth uh, billions of dollars at this point, or a billion dollars. I don't know how much she's worth. That doesn't mean that I necessarily think she has talent. That that's that's just my take on it. And But by the way, Sticks, I'm going to keep this text and remind you of it next time you need anything from me because you didn't have my back on that one. Okay. Oh, so let me ask you this while we've only, since we've only got a, a minute left anyway. I have never watched an episode of America's Got Talent. I used to love, love, love American Idol. For some reason, I cannot get into America's Got Talent. That surprises me. I thought that would be a show you'd enjoy. I don't know why. I don't know why if by the time it came around that I was just burned out because I'd been so into American Idol for so long. I mean, long. I get that. That that did kind of go a little long in the tooth. It, yeah. And now I'm just like, oh my gosh. And they're still trying to trot out, you know, American Idol. And then, and then after American Idol was The Voice... I didn't really like that. I think out of all those shows, Andrea, I, I think you should give it a go. I, I think the America's Got Talent show I, is one that I've rather enjoyed. Well, I do know that they actually have, you know, helped. There was the, the original winner, I think, was a ventriloquist. And that's not my favorite type of performance. I don't really care for vent- ventriloquist. I think his name is Terry Fader. I think he went on to have like a residency in Vegas and made hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars. So I love an, a competition show that is an actual real opportunity for for talented Americans to be able to be seen and get a gig. I mean, that's what that's kind of I the love that. of what America's supposed to be about. Yeah, I love that. I don't know if anybody since him has actually gone on to have an amazing career. Um, there was the curly headed gal who was an, became an opera singer and actually put out an album. I don't know if she, I don't know if that, I don't know whatever happened to her. I don't remember her name. Anyway, that's enough pop culture for the night. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to our man GQ Law with the Wacky Laws of the Week. And we've got some um, AMA craziness, American Medical Association craziness to share with you. So much crazy coming up in the next hour. So go get yourself something cool to drink and come on back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.